In today's episode, we have a person who's really figured out community commerce. Gagandeep Singh has had an exciting journey where he started My Community Genie purely out of his love for solving customer problems. After multiple pivots, he soon realized that an ideal way to acquire customers is to cater to large communities. And so he started buying products in bulk and offered steep discounts to these consumers. After witnessing the traction, Mygate acquired My Community Genie for an undisclosed amount in 2021. Gagandeep now heads new initiatives at Mygate. And in this episode, we go over his story and also discover ways a brand can benefit from RWA marketing. Listen in. Hey Gagandeep, welcome to the business project. I'm excited for today's episode mainly because we are talking about one of those lesser known ways to market a product. but yet is super effective but before we get there tell me about your journey i know that you did your engineering from iit delhi and then you worked at google for a bit right so how did this whole idea of pursuing entrepreneurship start hey rahul good to be here great to connect and happy to share my thoughts on this my entrepreneurial journey has really started with the realization of what i have genuinely enjoyed doing so my career started with google I spent 4 years at Google and then post that I was the founding engineer for a US based company called Bloomreach so I helped them set up the India office and I was the first engineer hired here so we were building you know better intelligence primarily for consumers and shoppers in the US but I pretty soon realized that I am the happiest when I see somebody using what I have built in front of me right and that happens when you solve the problem for them and that makes a difference to their lives but you you need to be able to see it as well and that was the realization that i really wanted to do something which had a local impact as well i had recently shifted homes and it was difficult to find a good cook and a maid so the first product i built out was an app that lets you find cooks based on your language ethnicity preferences and within a week i knew that this is something i would genuinely enjoy doing that evolved into a blue collar learning and development and hiring app and then you know covid happened so we pivoted twice we figured out what is it that we want to do and that's how it sort of led to my community journey that's also a, a realization of what was happening on the ground okay from blue collar workers i think my community journey then evolved into more of an e-commerce platform right how did that happen and what was it like getting your first set of customers Yeah so so the way it worked is we had we had a small team right and we had actually raised angel capital to build the blue collar hiring platform as well this is before apna and the other like they were just starting around that time so we had done that and then covid hit us and the restaurants we were working with the homes we were working with nobody had like any clue there was a lot of uncertainty so restaurants weren't even sure if they are going to survive right and the blue collar audience was kind of stuck in cities um, and there were talks of like they want to go back to their hometown so we sort of had to pivot away from that and we were looking for opportunities but interestingly what was happening at that time is there was a lot of commerce there was a lot of engagement happening on whatsapp on these community whatsapp groups the residents who were living in the same society know each other and what happens there is not transactional is more conversational so i was introduced to a couple of groups when i actually saw the kind of engagement happening there 
it was obvious that there is a lot of scope and this is like a completely new trend that's coming up you know partly fueled because of the shortage of supply so when we started thinking what would be the pains of a business owner here whatsapp makes it really difficult right it's not like slack where you can programmatically access your chats or you could set up a webhook and listen to the messages coming and do anything offline it's all online it's all in your phone at that time even whatsapp web wasn't uh, very open around that time so our first couple of customers just came from cold calling where we sort of asked them and and explained them that look this these are the problems you must be running into like looking at payment screenshots and telling them and that hit a chord i think within the first meeting almost every one of our first 10 customers were convinced that this with we are spending more than 2 hours every day um, on all kind of manual efforts and those efforts can actually go into marketing and increasing their business so that's how the first prototype came out a tool that help them save that time it is an online store that lets users order from the web very very lightweight shopify kind of app but mostly just picking up the phone giving them a call saying i see what you're doing is interesting i'm sure you're spending x amount of hours in these kind of pains the moment you get a yes you tell them look i can solve this for you and what were the products that you were selling on this store all kinds of things so you had groceries you had you know there were gourmet kind of stuff happening so usually the trend is monday to friday is some kind of work and then saturday sunday is you know the lady of the household makes something special right but because it was lockdown all seven days were try anything new so gourmet stuff like let's say a new kind of recipe comes up and somebody is giving that a shot then gift items seasonal items right so a, a very big trend that we picked on was around diwali time there was a lot of festivities happening a lot of sweets firecrackers decorative stuff flowers right very indian things but something that is common to a lot of us and all of this was happening on whatsapp because somebody would ask hey i'm looking for xyz right how do i get it and another resident possibly his neighbor would reply try this guy it is really good so there is a great discovery piece that is missing and i would say that's still not like fully fully solved but that was something that we were able to build and give them so since you were catering to these large community groups i'm guessing that that's how this concept of group buying started and your usp was more around offering attractive discounts Uh, so what i'd like to know is how did you realize that this model is better than operating an e-commerce store for the kind of products that you were selling so group buying naturally has some benefits because if you look at an e-commerce sale you know step 1 is acquiring the customer and then there's a huge drop off where somebody might add something to the cart but not really check out there is a shipping fee and then in general low trust if you really need things there is amazon there is flipkart but if you need like genuine local version of things right like you would not want to order flowers from amazon that's not the first thing that comes to mind but a neighbor or somebody you know of recommends a person recommends a flower shop nearby and now automatically there is trust so these are the benefits right like that model is much stronger group buying buying together as a community model itself is stronger for these reasons in general if you see in a big society an amazon or a flipkart delivery person delivers 15 plus orders right that's very much possible and that saves a lot on the shipping costs 
So if you can pass that in incentive back to the customers, you automatically have an advantage. These are things that we we were able to sort of, you know, get out as differentiators. So zero shipping fee, like for most of our products, we had like a zero shipping fee. And we were also able to incentivize the residents by saying the more people invite friends, obviously it's going to be more interesting when there's more of you. And these are the benefits, right? We, we were able to unlock certain things that people wanted, but individually they were not able to get their hands on. Hmm. Sure. So I can imagine that one of the challenges you may have faced is finding enough number of people to actually contribute towards this group buying, because I think it's almost impossible to find enough number of people who want the exact same type of, and make of the product, right? So how did you go around solving this problem? Like, so... Customer acquisition in in general, in itself, like you either have an edge somewhere or you've realized something like a trend or something that others haven't capitalized on yet. So in general, it's it's a problem for everyone, right? And it's an important problem for every business owner. Exact make of the product isn't really an issue as long as people are ordering from the same merchant. Because, you know, if there is a delivery person going to pick something up, let's take the example of bakery breads, right? This was a category for us that worked out really. Essentially, the biggest reason is that the breads that we consume today, right? Like, let's say you order from Milk Basket or Britannia kind of bread. There's a big difference between those prepackaged ones and something that is made fresh in the bakery, what, what we call as artisanal breads. Right? So if you're consuming that in the evening with your evening tea, you're going to find a huge difference in the taste, the aroma, right? The, just the richness of it. And that's not something that's easy to get on Amazon and Milk Basket. But if you order 10 things from the same bakery, it's actually, it, there's no additional cost to the business, right? There, there's a delivery person going to, going to the bakery to pick something up. He might as well get 10 more things. So the exact make and the exact product doesn't matter as much. But the more stores and the volumes and the density of orders for the same merchant definitely helps the unit economics. Yeah, makes sense. I actually want to go a little deeper into the business model as such. What were those metrics that gave you the conviction that this model works? Was it some amount of revenue that you were focusing on or conversions or something else that you were looking at? Yeah, so the way we had started out was an app that lets the merchants, you know, manage their own WhatsApp group. So that's how it started. And that's something where, you know, we didn't want to charge a percentage commission fee, but we wanted to charge a subscription fee. So something like one rupee per order, right? Or at max five rupees per order, because that's software that we are providing. And we didn't want to really get into a percentage kind of commission there because we weren't bringing the customer. Now, that's something that works but obviously there's you know the the margins there aren't huge they aren't significant because it's it's only software you're selling i think around three months into the into our journey we started asking ourselves the question that um, we were on a couple of whatsapp groups and we were able to see what it takes to sell so this thought came around that why can't you know enable sales this way right and if we were able to curate good quality stores we could offer like 10 categories and let's say five stores in every category. So it would not be something at Amazon scale, but enough to sort of capture all kinds of interests of a you know common man, anybody who wanted to use it, who was staying in a gated community. And that's something we wanted to try out before we really jump in. So the first experiment on direct community sales, where we did the sale, we had tried around Diwali. This is when firecrackers in general, like, 
I I still feel that their online presence is is low. That's an industry that there is still a lot of scope to become like a big player. Um, and festivals in India are celebrated a lot, right? So you have sweets, you have decorations, you have puja samagri, you have firecrackers, and Diwali Dashera are like really. good times for this so we just found a store in marathali and bangalore where you know we were able to get things in bulk but the guy only dealt with people physically right so you couldn't just whatsapp him and he would send it to you that that convenience wasn't there so we thought why don't we give this convenience and we sort of kept it open till actually diwali morning as well the message was simple hey you forgot to order something don't miss out on a great diwali we'll help you you know arrange whatever you need uh, and that worked out really well two things happened one some people found out and they just shared our whatsapp group invite link in their communities and we saw a flurry of people joining right like 60 people joined within i would say a span of like 30 minutes and that kind of acquisition i had never seen right like this was new to me but super interesting and the moment we had like 60 plus people in that same community right um our messaging our positioning sort of became very personalized and a lot of people were showing interest so i think if you're able to figure out high frequency use cases or a small use case that touches a lot of people let that be your entry point that's a great acquisition so this diwali thing worked out well the next experiment we tried was around sweets we were also sort of seeing what what can we do right like would people buy anything they they didn't buy just anything but gifts and sweets worked out well and at that time we were like convinced that yes if we have 10 groups in terms of society size we have 30% of the society on the group i think this is something that can become big and we sort of just started from there that's when we started putting a lot of effort into how do we curate these messages right the, the messages need to be appealing somebody needs to respond to queries quickly like what's the sla mm. how do we ensure that the order is delivered to the right house at the right time how do we ensure that the delivery experience is seamless but yeah this this is what sort of convinced us that this is worth doing okay so you started in 2019 and then i think in 2 years you get an acquisition offer from mygate right how did that whole thing happen and what made you think that this would be a good idea to actually accept it so we signed the deal with mygate around i think december 2021 we actually had an offer early on as well the reason is mygate was also trying to foray into community commerce space and they were finding it difficult because at that time they had an app which was primarily used for entry exit notifications so people weren't really spending time on the app itself and just because you have certain things listed doesn't mean that people are going to buy it right there needs to be some kind of a trust aspect and that that kind of that was something that mygate was also looking for and we have some common investors uh, so that was a conversation starter right so the kind of new what we were up to i on the other hand was in talks with the likes of sequoia and one another big investor who had shown interest so at one point we thought of raising capital but that didn't fully materialize so the second time around when we spoke to mygate the thing that interested me was the fact that they had 25000 communities on board it already right so we could imagine what the scale of the product would be at mygate the understanding technology team product that we had built if that was applied at mygate it could become huge and i think that's when we decided that yes there would be a good synergy with with mygate 
Okay. So now you lead ads and new initiatives at MyGate. So I just want to understand a little more about what MyGate is doing to facilitate group buying. And if you can also maybe touch upon some of the benefits for both the supply and the demand side as well. Right. So there's a lot of interesting things we're doing at MyGate. There are two initiatives that, you know, new initiatives that I'm driving. One of them is you know, enabling marketeers, businesses, and in general audience to sort of derive good analytics and insights from the behaviors we are seeing at MyGate. So that's something like a market intelligence kind of platform, a tool that lets, let's say, anybody who wants to advertise on MyGate. So we have a program called Community Engagement Platform. So essentially any brand could be a food brand, could be BFSI, insurance, banking, could be, let's say, education. Anybody who wants to promote their content, their brand on MyGate, there, there is an ad platform for that. But it's, you know, different from the likes of other ad platforms out there because this is very personalized. It's richer in the sense that you get to see full screen images and it doesn't feel spammy. It's naturally integrated into the workflow of the app. So it's much more native. That's something that's already out there. So any entrepreneur who is looking to, you know, get early feedback, test the waters, or if you're late stage and you're looking to expand, this option is, is there, right? And MyGate has already worked with more than a thousand big brands. So it's well tested, right? The new initiatives that I am leading right now is one on the market intelligence. Uh, so that's something that would be very widely applicable. Anybody could, you know, who wants to get better insights could sort of potentially use it and figure out things like which areas of Bangalore are picking up in terms of, let's say, e-commerce deliveries. Or let's say your your company makes customized food for pets, right? Which, which areas are underserved today? Which areas are overserved today that maybe already you have enough competition that you would like to avoid? Which areas, let's say, are you know, geographically close to tech parks, close to malls or close to other avenues where people might find things physically. And then there's also, you know, competitive analytics. It's a lot of interesting stuff. I'm sure every every business owner would find this useful. The other one the other one I'm driving is on you know, better society and RWA connect. This is still early stage of ideation, but the idea is for, you know, even B2B businesses, like let's say you're a power company or you're Airtel, right? Or you're, let's say, a housekeeping agency. So RWA's management committees need that, right? And we will want to enable better connect in that as well. So th these, are, these are two initiatives that we're sort of, you know, thinking and we've taken up right now. Okay. And with respect to the data analytics that you spoke about, how do marketers actually get access to this data? Is it when they sign on to do a campaign with MyGate that they can potentially use these insights to create a better campaign? Yeah, the, the product isn't out yet. So it's it, it's still in the in the product building stage. But yes, that would be the idea. One, one way would be that if you're already doing a campaign with MyGate, um, you could get faster access to it the other one is that we will also put out a free version of it and a paid version so people can get their hands on the free version when we announce it and there might be a wait list for the paid one interesting i'm sure this would be helpful for a lot of companies as well uh, so Gagandeep, i just want to move towards rwa marketing in general i know that mygate gives a whole host of options to choose from when advertising to communities like putting up posters, sending notifications, and even sampling for that matter. 
what i want to understand is if a brand were to consider this as a marketing channel is it more like a brand awareness channel for them or is can it also be used as an effective sales channel this is something you know i have learned the hard way but businesses need to own their consumers the more you know touch points or barriers you have in between the harder it is to scale your business it with that respect rwas can help you spread the word can help you sort of market your brand to an extent but it's the end consumer that you really need to get on board and you need to find those champions that would be promoting you and sharing you without any expectation of you know something in return right if you're able to find that kind of audience and they're able to spread the word there also needs to be a distribution channel where they're spreading the word right like interestingly if we talk about big gated communities or even let's say any community more than 200 250 flats there are what society based whatsapp groups because these are stuff that would be used for announcements right like lift is not working or xyz kind of maintenance is going to happen so because those groups exist because and it might happen on on apps as well right like might happen on migrate itself or any other competitor for that matter as long as that distribution exists and it does brands can reach out to their end customers and if you are really making them happy if you're finding the champions who will help you spread the word within the community there it's doable in my experience rwas can only help you with the initial awareness part but they're not the channel you can use for driving tons of sales digitally if you're talking physically then that is something where rwa can really help with so for example if you want to set up a, a small kiosk or a standee kind of thing inside your society you obviously need the rwa approval there but that works because people can see something physically in front of them you get to interact with people that is something that can work really well obviously another yeah i would say where rwas will be supremely useful is anything to do with the society itself this is a little away from d2c area but imagine you are a you know a generator company right uh, and you provide that or let's say you are a water management like you have swimming pool kind of amenities need to be regularly cleaned now these will most likely happen with a certain set of trained staff imagine you are a company that does that right for for you rw is the primary customer so that's another set of businesses that would find the rwa kind of connect super useful for d2c i would still say leverage the spreading of the word and the first marketing kind of activity with them but you have to go deep and find your own customer and find those champions that is the biggest growth lever so the other thing is in these community groups that uh, is there between people on whatsapp right they do have restrictions in terms of sharing content of companies or brand promotion like for example i cannot imagine them actually sharing that i tried this product why don't you try it on a community group so is there a way to work around that because it's not always that you can actually share something like that couple of ways of working around that and i think this also depends is different for each society some are heavily moderated some are not but things that people find useful right and see whatsapp as a communication channel is much more conversational and it's meant to be conversational it's not meant to be transactional in that ways so a great way to leverage that would be to sort of identify the pulse of the conversation the pulse of the society itself what i mean by that is let's say you are on a society group right and 
there is some conversation around noise right or there is some conversation around hey diwali is coming up or let's say christmas is coming up why don't we do something special those are great you know entry points people can actually share their own experience and and somebody might say you know i really wanted to go out but i really want to try something at home this time and something healthy this is what i tried this is not a promotion this is an honest you know sharing of something that has worked for a person and unless you post like a poster and a long creative underneath it it won't even feel like one this is something that works really well and if you have your eyes and ears in these societies your champions or your ambassadors in those societies they can actually help do that maybe you could call him like a whatsapp influencer right somebody who who knows how to do this and people also listen to them so i'll tell you a hack that worked for us there we sort of identified the missing gaps right what are things that this society is looking for and then we would ask the ambassador to post our own group invite link there right and and say hey you know i'm i've tried this it's really good and if you guys are interested you can join this whatsapp group and we would get a lot of invites people you know residents of that society joining that group and then that's a group that we control right so now we are the moderators so we could we could sort of set the rules the ground rules there but it's not very different from what the original group would be doing right like we also wanted conversations happening we also wanted it to not feel promotional so in that sense right it's not really it's not that you you get your own audience and then you post anything but really just identify what is it that they're missing and um, find a nice way of saying it right so it doesn't sound promotional if you do that you you have a business right and how do you find these ambassadors is it through facebook ads or is it through connections that you know but for example if a brand is outside bangalore city and they want to move into bangalore it would be naturally hard for them to find these champions so how do you suggest they find them yeah i can share what worked for me i don't want to bias people against trying things that may work for them because my use case was different right but i would say sky is the limit like go for everything we tried facebook marketing google search we tried local community groups we tried we even tried bni business <laughs> networking international we tried a lot of things the one that worked best for us is essentially around products so for example we were big on seasonal fruits india you one of one of the biggest fruit that we consume which is a high ticket item as well is mango and everybody then there are you know 20 different kinds of mango varieties everybody has their preference and these are seasons right so around certain time something is available like chopsa is available later in the season in the early season you have these benganapalli kind of mangoes coming in and then you have the alfonsos that come in from maharashtra region and some parts of karnataka as well and before that you have like strawberries and then after that you have lychees right this is something that worked for us because there was a newness in it there was a, it was a seasonal thing so it had an expiry it's not commoditized at least like it wasn't commoditized then and like us a lot of people also jumped a lot of other businesses also realized this opportunity and jumped into into it but this is something that worked for us and the best way of finding ambassadors that worked for us is one word of mouth um, having people recommend something to their friends uh, worked really well for us and you know we were able to build that deeper connect so we would run some kind of quiz right or we would run some kind of small contest we even ran things like you know guess this movie or guess this song you send an audio file you know let's see who can guess it and the first guy who gets it 
gets let's say one box of mango sprees now that's something that engages the community um, and you know it's going to help you find people who really love doing it right and they're going to help spread the word we would then tell them look we would be much obliged if you could share this with some some of your friends staying outside the society as well and people did that they helped us connect with people outside we would send them a box of mangoes and say your friend suggested and you know we have this exclusively with us or something like really nice and we would lo- sort of love to serve your community as well and the conversions were good i would say like 20 25% of the ambassadors that we found through this means right were regularly engaged with us and they were helping us expand okay and what about the incentivization was it more like hey i really like your products so i'll share or was it more of a monetary compensation for them to actually share this message on the groups my realization has been that it's less monetary it's more around the experience so if you like the experience of something like right? the, the entire experience right so the product the packaging the delivery the post delivery experience right somebody reaches out to you don't have to call the guy but you could just send them a whatsapp message saying hey i hope you received it and i would really love your feedback on this and if they like the product even if they haven't liked the product just that you know message itself may might make somebody stay right so if if even if they do give a bad feedback like for physical goods damage is a major issue right? the the way the person delivery person gave it to you just left it outside the box wasn't kept straight yet right or or it was chipped or damaged you're going to get that feedback but the conversation has started um, and you can control the experience from there that is something that worked well for us we at some point we did try incentives but the monetary incentive things we pretty soon realized that's not the right way to go it gets misused and it sets the wrong tone it sets the wrong expectation but you can give them credits so we were giving credits and we said you know because you're our ambassador you get 500 rupees or 250 rupees worth of credits you can buy anything on our platform using those credits so that's not cash right it's still the guy is still going to buy something but up to 250 rupees it's all free so in a way you're you know promoting your building engagement for your platform you're at least going to get that order from your own ambassador and it's a longer engagement right so the longer he is engaged with you the the better it is for you hmm of course gagandeep this has been super insightful more in terms of knowing your story and also understanding the depths of rwa marketing thanks a lot for taking out time to do this episode and thanks for having me you know just a piece of advice that i would like to give to any entrepreneur or, or at any capacity if you're running a business keep at it you know don't stop it's not over until it's actually over just keep at it with the right mindset and you're going to love the journey